So what's been really interesting in doing this podcast is finding out how different artists and musicians got into music in the first place. Usually it was a song they heard when they were young or a record they kept hearing over and over again. Maybe they saw something on TV or a band that they liked and decided one day, I want to do that. I want to pick up the guitar and write those songs. And they do. You know, I'll tell you my story. For me, even though I can't write a song to save my life, I can still play, I can pick up the guitar and play a few tunes. And my favorite band growing up was a punk rock band called The Clash. I just loved them so much. And in fact, I still do. For some reason, something I got to when I was probably 12 years old still resonates with me today. Don't know why. But for a while there, when I first started playing the guitar, let's say this is the late 80s, early 90s, you know, back when the guitar hero was king, I wanted to be one of those too. I wanted to be like Vernon Reed from Living Color or Joe Satriani or Steve Vai. I wanted to be a guitar shredder. But, you know, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than I just, that's something else that, that's a talent that I don't have. Well, my next guest, Yasmin Williams, has her own story how she got into music. She's a brilliant guitarist in Woodbridge, Virginia. She plays the acoustic guitar like no one else I've ever seen or heard before. Her story is fantastic, and I'm going to let her tell it because I'm just going to muck it up. But I will tell you this. Do not let anyone ever tell you that playing a video game is going to be bad for your career. In fact, for Yasmin, it's how she got started. Real quickly about Yasmin, just to give you an idea how talented she is, she got her first guitar when she was in eighth grade, and by the end of high school, she already had an EP out. She graduated just recently from New York University with two degrees in music. Her first album came out in 2018. Her next one comes out this fall. And hopefully, if I can have her back to talk about that album when it comes out. So again, let me introduce you to Yasmin Williams, the master of the acoustic guitar. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so this is four songs, and today we're talking with Yasmin Williams, a brilliant guitar player. So the first question that everyone has been getting so far is, how's life throughout the pandemic? I mean, things are going pretty good for me right now. I've been pretty busy. I've been recording my second album. I just finished yesterday, so that's been pretty cool. And yeah, just doing a ton of live streams, just trying to focus on music in spite <laughs> of everything else going on. Yeah. It's kind of tricky, but it's been helping me kind of get through so far. So do you have, have a studio at home or do you actually go out to a place to do the recording? Well, for my album, I went to a, a studio, just me and the engineer. So super okay. safe, social distancing, all that. Yeah. <laughs> but when in my house, yeah. When, when does it come out? The yeah, new album? Oh, um, I hope like early October. I know it's going to be in the fall, but I'm not exactly sure when. Still getting logistics sorted out, but yeah, hmm. at least recording's done. Cool. All right. Well, that's awesome. So did you, has this time... I guess we'll call it in quarantine as it helped you, right? Yeah, actually, weirdly, it kind of did help me finish a couple songs for this last album, and I'm working on some other stuff, too, so that's cool. I guess we don't really have any chances of playing out, so we have <laughs> a lot of free time on our hands to, I guess, get new songs for when we can go outside, yeah. hopefully soon. Before we get into your music and your songs, how, when did you, how did you start playing in the first place? And can you just tell me about some of your influences? Uh, and writing and both uh, yeah. songs write and listen to? Yeah, so I first started playing guitar because I beat the video game Guitar Hero 2. And my parents got me like a real guitar after that. I don't know, maybe they were impressed. I don't know, <laughs> I probably begged them enough for me to ask, for them to actually get me one. But they got me a real um, electric guitar. And that was in eighth grade. So I was maybe 12, I think, 12, 13. 
And yeah, I've been playing ever since. I got into acoustic guitar because electric guitar got kind of boring after a while. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many like blues licks you can learn how to play, <laughs> like power chords, which was kind of what I was into. I was into a lot of Nirvana and um, Jimi oh. Hendrix and stuff yeah. at that point. But I got into acoustic guitar because it was more fun. You can do a lot more percussive stuff on the body. Um, and it was just kind of opened up a whole new world for me. So how long did it take you to realize that talent was going to translate to the real thing? Because guitar hero was one thing, but then to yeah. be able to play it the way, especially how you've done it so yeah. well. I really didn't think it would translate <laughs> um, at all. I was pretty surprised. I didn't have, I didn't really go through like a difficult period. Guitar was always super fun and super relaxed. When I first got my guitar, actually, I didn't even have an amp. I just had like oh. an electric. <laughs> my brother got me an amp maybe three or four months after I started playing. But even that I enjoyed. I guess I started with songs that I figured I could learn and I was right. Like Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit is really like mm -hmm. four chords, pretty simple. And I kind of like grew from there. And how long did it take you when you got the acoustic to, like you said, to grow and to start doing the, the percussion and style of, of picking? Weirdly for me, I, I know I just said I chose songs that I could do, like I could play or thought I could play, but I also pretty, much overextended myself instantly <laughs> like especially on acoustic i was kind of trying to do percussive stuff as soon as i got the thing and especially like a lot of tapping that's how i kind of developed my lap tapping um because i couldn't really tap like this way like the normal mm -hmm. i guess normal ish in quotes <laughs> way so yeah tapping in my lap was a lot easier since i kind of got that idea from the game too oh, okay tapping since you have to tap on the buttons in the game <laughs> So I kind of translated that to an actual guitar, and it worked out pretty well on acoustic. Not so much on guitar, like electric guitar, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you had some feet, your, your feet too, right? You play. Oh, yeah, bit. yeah. I use tap shoes now. That's more of a recent development. And how long did it take you to be able to do all that at once? Maybe like a week. Oh, wow. I mean, it really didn't take that long. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend... I mean... It would probably take most people longer than that, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it was kind of natural. I don't play drums or anything. I'm not a dancer either, but it was just like simple beats I can do. And then from there, how did you, when did you realize that you could actually write some songs? I think away? I wrote my first song I've actually played in a school assembly in eighth grade. So it was some months after I started playing. I've always really kind of wanted to write my own music. I wasn't really too inspired to learn other people's music. Um, unless it was to help me learn a technique or something. I've been writing my own music since I started pretty much. So I never really thought about if I could do it. It was just a matter of how to convey the ideas I had onto the instrument. And how does the process work for you? It varies. A lot of times it's just kind of doodling, you know, like on a nice sunny afternoon. I'm just like <laughs> sitting outside and just kind of like, oh, I'll just pick up my guitar and see what happens. <laughs> And I kind of have gotten into the um, habit of recording my ideas or notating them on the sheet music now. And just, I have about probably a thousand or so like voice memos of just clips of things that I end up mostly piecing together various parts that match. I mean, I could have some, like an idea from a year ago and then come up with an idea like yesterday and piece them together. <laughs> That's kind of how I write my song. So you actually write it out on the sheet music? Yeah. Yeah, that must take, that's a lot of patience, I would think. 
It is. A lot of my scores are like 13 pages, 15, since both hands are doing things and feed and mm -hmm. other stuff. Yeah, but it's worth it. Wow. So let's get to the songs. So talking about four of them, we'll talk about Dragonfly, I Wonder, Take That Step, and then on a Friday night. So Dragonfly, when did this one come out actually? Was this? Uh, this year, I released it in okay. January, I believe, um, around the new year. And so how did this one come about for you? Actually, this one, um, I was interested in using two tap shoes instead of the usual one I use. I think this was, yeah, this was definitely the first track that I used two tap shoes and try to have more complex percussive beats in it. This kind of was, I think I started writing this, that song maybe August of 2019, probably. And it kind of just, from that time. Was there any influence this one in particular? Not really. I don't really remember if I had any idea or what I wanted to actually write or it's it's not really based on anything. There's no theme. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of <laughs> it just it is what it is. Yeah. Because I, I like the the main riff and I think that's one of the reasons that I like the song because it does it's 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 light in the sound but obviously not in the skill set that mm -hmm. It makes it sound like your hands are kind of floating, almost like a, like a dragonfly. Well, funnily enough, I didn't name the song. Um, <laughs> a fan of mine did, and that was actually her exact reasoning. Oh, wow. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, it does kind of have a light feeling. Even when I play it, it, my hands aren't really stressed at any point in the song, which is nice and you know, not typical. <laughs> so how did the, the fan name the song? Did you have a... a I had a, a contest. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a song naming contest. Okay, I have. Cool. I rarely name my songs. I've probably named maybe two, and I don't even know how many songs I've released. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't really name them. I let fans name them, or friends, or whoever has a name. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the, the, the tap, and I, I like that as the song kind of builds up. You do, it kind of gets to be like a double tap at some mm -hmm. points. Uh, how do you come up with the percussive sound behind it? Are you do you do, as you're just playing around, you think, I need to add this, or you need to add that, or what, how do you add those? Usually just playing around with the song, having an idea in my head of where I want certain beats to go, like the tap, the snare on the tap and the heel, where um, I want those to line up. That song was actually pretty simple to come up with the tap part for. It kind of just wrote itself, really. Hmm. The only thing I had to think about was the what you were just talking about, the double tap uh, riff. That was kind of hard to place <laughs> and to play. Yeah, I can but, imagine. <laughs> yeah, 
But other than that, it was pretty simple. Um, yeah, whatever just matches the song, really. A lot of your songs are instrumental. Do mm. you have a hard time ending them? Because I think I could see, at least if I were doing it, I would probably get completely lost and like, oh, I just take it on forever and ever and ever. That's just my mind just doesn't finish things. So I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a hard time knowing where they end, but I have, I can have a hard time deciding on an actual ending that I like. A lot of my endings are pretty similar. They kind of end in a harmonic. Yeah, I've recently I've been trying to figure out how to end my songs differently since a lot of them end the same way. But I failed. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever works, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get. I don't know. We all have our kind of like patterns that we use a lot. I guess that's mm -hmm. fine. Ending yeah. on a harmonic. Because I was gonna ask, because I think on the next song I want to talk about, I wonder you do use the harmonics. I think a lot more. Yeah. Throughout the song. Yeah, that one's a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you kind of switch gears and talk about that one, it has a very different sound and feel. Are you mm -hmm. playing the guitar differently? Is it or is it the same? Yeah. So Dragonfly is all lap tapping, and I wonder is it starts out normal, I guess, <laughs> and then I um, flip it into my lap in the midsection where the harmonics come in and flip it back up for the ending. <laughs> Don't know why I decided to do that. Probably just <laughs> playing comfort. I'm, it's a lot easier for me to play the harmonic section in my lap for whatever reason. That one yeah, more melodic, I guess. Well, they're both melodic songs, but I wonder it's a little bit slower and more no tap, more emotive. Yeah, who, who named, was this another fan name? My mom named okay. that one. Let's <laughs> just say why? She just thought it reminded her of like wondering or like kind of like journeying or reflecting, like self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And I agreed, yeah. so <laughs> I kept that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was going to ask the same, well, the first song, I was like, it feels like the the player is, it's a bit more slower, more free form, mm -hmm. kind of like you're, you're just thinking and yeah. wondering what. Yeah, I wonder was really kind of inspired by what was happening politically at the time and just a host of other things. Mm. And just being in a constant state of just wonderment, just not really knowing what's going to happen next, so like not knowing what the future, what's going to happen in the future. That's where that kind of started from.
when did this one come out? This one came out before Dragonfly, I think late 2019 or okay. 2018. No, 2018, late 2018. And did this one come together pretty quickly for you just in terms of writing it? That one actually came together really quickly, wrote it in some weeks, which never happens. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that one was pretty fun and easy to write. Mm -hmm. And when you write, do you, are you like in a certain, because I know a lot of people I've talked to, sometimes they have to go away. They, they go to like just somewhere isolated, they mm -hmm. rent an apartment or rent a room somewhere or just by yeah. themselves. How do you write? Wherever I am. I don't really have to go anywhere. Um, just in my room, <laughs> in my bedroom and just hang out. It doesn't really matter. I can write songs anywhere. Um, as long as I'm not too distracted by other things or um, mm -hmm. other responsibilities or thoughts, I can pretty much write wherever. Now, do you hear like a tune in your head when that, you yeah. hear that? A lot of the times, yeah. Well, half of the time, yeah. The other half is just doodling and coming up with something I like mm -hmm. and piecing things together. So when you record them, do you do them in one take? Or? For my first album, I did do the songs in one take. I think a couple had to do two or three. But this next one, no. <laughs> because they're over, well, for one, they're overdubs. And two, I'm playing um, several instruments. I play a harp guitar, two regular oh, wow. guitars, a chora. I taught myself how to play. It's a 21-string West African instrument. Wow. <laughs> kind of like a harp, yeah. Wow. And a host of other things. Mm -hmm. So this one was a bit, it, it was not possible to do it in one take. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you play all the instruments, though, correct? I play everything except I brought in a cellist and a djembe player, a few of the tracks, but everything else I play, yeah. Wow. So I wanted to go back to something you said about this song being somewhat influenced by what's happening in the world politically. Because your, your music is so soothing and relaxing. Do you feel that that's something you need to give to the world right now? Just given like we don't know what's going on or there's so much anxiety yeah. every day and every hour it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, especially it? now. It's, I released a song on my Instagram. Um, it's called After the Storm. This, I think I released it like a couple, maybe a month ago. And it was definitely directly influenced by like, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, um, political things, COVID, <laughs> everything that was going on. And yeah, I do kind of feel a responsibility to put music out that I think will help people and myself. As a musician, you know, that's the least I can do, I guess. We can't really do much else anyway, so why not <laughs> release any something? So the next song I want to talk about was take that step and this one is very different mm. from yeah because it says lyrics and, and singing <laughs> yeah. so. um, i wrote this with my friend from college um jason bembry he's an amazing jazz pop tinge singer and he wrote the lyrics and i wrote the instrumental track basically i think well i wrote the instrumental track first and i asked him to sing on it because i thought his voice would be nice and he, he came up with his vocal part in about like five minutes. Like it wow. took him no time at all to come up with the lyrics and the melody. Sky is more 
So did you plan to work with him on this song or you just had it and you didn't you just I, like yeah. I had the song, it was already done, and I was like, well, I don't really want to release it as an instrumental. I think lyrics are, you know, lyrics would be a really nice addition and his voice really meshed well with uh, the guitar track. Mm -hmm. So you wrote this kind of the same way you've done your others though, right? You didn't have in mind, I'm going to write I want the song to have lyrics or you no know, not at all no it was that one was definitely just a doodle hmm. <laughs> that i kind of uh recorded you know voice memo same old same old hmm. and i think i stumbled upon it some months after i recorded i'd forgotten about it kind of oh, wow. i'd only recorded the main uh kind of melody line and i finished recording the rest of the song and maybe a week after i re-stumbled upon it and then ask him to sing on it. Hold my hand and hear my heart and make I love sign. I can't take you with me unless you break free. So does this one mean more to you in a sense, just given that it, it's a, it, it stands out yeah. in the vocals? Or? Yeah, I mean, it means, I mean, it sounds great. I think it's a really great track. And mm. it's, I was pretty proud to put it out because it's something different, keeps things fresh. It's also kind of inspiring and also kind of deflating a little bit because I know I, I can't write lyrics at all. I'm not a mm. singer either. So, mm. but it did kind of push me to, want to collaborate more with others and I'm doing a lot more collaborating nowadays. Too. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about so, that. Yeah. How's that? Who have you been working with? I featured the cellist on my um, new album. Taryn Wood is great. She taught my orchestra in my, at my high school actually. Hmm. And I took her guitar class. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I know. Yeah. The djembe player's name is Amadou Piate. He's an amazing chora player as well. And I've been collaborating with other people singer-songwriters, I collaborate with a rapper, dancers, things, and just trying to find more people. I like playing solo. I'm going to stick to that, but it can be kind of isolating sometimes. You, know? mm -hmm. you kind of start to miss ensemble work, too. Yeah, I imagine now it's got to be pretty hard to, to do that, the ensemble yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to find people to want to do things with me, too, since I do so much. They're kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing like five different things. I don't really know how I fit in, but I'm starting to kind of find people I mesh with. I want to go back to the song real quick about the bridge. Cause I, I feel like that you change your, your pace of picking and playing. Is this another song throughout where you start upright or you tap the whole time and then overlap? I play it right the whole time. Okay. It's a, that one's just like a, sim a simple finger style tune, really. Hmm. 
I think it, that's probably another reason why I wanted to have vocals on that one too, since the ebb and flow of the track worked pretty well with um, vocals and suited itself to lyrics. So the last song I want to talk about is On a Friday Night, and this is from your most recent full album, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is a fun one. I mean, this yeah, one I really like playing that one. Yeah. <laughs> on a Friday Night, I wrote my sophomore year of college because I didn't have anything to do. Oh. And it was a Friday night. <laughs> I was like, well, might as well write a song. So that's probably the only song I've written so far that I actually had the intention of writing something. Okay. And did you name this one? Or did a fan? Did my mom name this one too? I think I originally named it Friday night. And she was like, no, on a Friday night sounds better. So I went yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, because it does just the, the rocking. Sounds like a really good time when you're playing right. it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I like wish a... I was doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're getting ready for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you're playing a little bit of bass too, with when the way you are picking it. Oh, uh, yes, I feel like I hear a little bit of it's all just lap tapping, but yeah, the bass notes I are pretty accentuated throughout the piece. I play those with my thumb, my left mm. thumb, and yeah, that one can be kind of a doozy to play too because my thumb has to stretch a lot. Yeah, how long did it take <laughs> you to, to learn how to, to do all of that? Years, I mean, lap tapping was always natural, but I've definitely gotten a lot better at it within the past four or five years. I think I originally started in ninth or 10th grade. So a couple of years after I started playing guitar in general, but yeah, on a Friday night, definitely kind of flexed my muscles a little bit at that time. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, to me playing in nothing now, but that oh. was kind of tough. Yeah. It was the, the bridge. I mean, that's about as fast as I've heard anyone pick on an acoustic guitar. Nice. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a compliment. Yeah. And yeah, I grew up listening to living color and Vernon Reed and I'm, I'm sure he can. Oh, nice. Tear it apart, but um, yeah, the bridge was kind of lightning. Yeah. yeah. play it that fast on the album I don't think I play it faster now but well I will have to try to get myself to not play it faster <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah but, I wonder like yeah. if you play it live because a lot of people they play live faster than they do on, on recording yeah yeah that's a thing for me too but I try to to have that not happen so did you write this on a Friday night just on one sitting for the most part yeah I think the intro where I used the little hammer thing I wrote after I finished the piece, the rest of the song, because I didn't have the hammer, I don't think, when I first started <laughs> playing. But yeah, other than that, yeah, it was pretty like one or two sitting. Videos. What made you want to throw in that hammer? I had an idea for a, I had like an idea. I thought 
a ham like a hammer dulcimer hammer would sound cool mm -hmm. on a steel string guitar and i really like the sound of that in my head i didn't really know how it would actually sound but i kind of googled guitar hammer and that was the first mm -hmm. thing that popped up so i bought that <laughs> i was just happy it existed yeah. and it has like a really cool ringing metallic sound and that was exactly what i was looking for and i mm -hmm. thought it worked perfectly for um, on a friday night So those are the songs I wanted to talk about, and we've already talked a little bit about what's coming next for you. So let's talk about your new album. So that comes out yeah. hopefully in the fall. How mm -hmm. many songs are going to be on it? Ten again. Ten, okay. Yeah, I think it's slightly longer than my uh, first album. And have they been written this year, a lot of them, or do you have some that... The crazy thing is I didn't really expect to release a second album until maybe like 2025. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> sometime way in a distant future. I had never imagined I'd release another album two years um, after my first one. But yeah, a lot of them were written late last year, early uh, late last year slash this year. Um, I Wonder was written in 2018, kind of right after I finished my first album. We're, I've been weirdly productive this past <laughs> year. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that does have some advantage of being home maybe like i i don't know i started this yeah. podcast with having needing something to do <laughs> yeah i mean i've written one two three four five i probably wrote half of the album in the past few months wow. three four three four months yeah hmm. so yeah a lot of tracks so if people want to find out more about you how where can they where can they do that um instagram at guitar.yaz y-a-z is a great place to find me. Also Facebook, just my name, Yasmin Williams. And my website, yasminwilliamsmusic.com. Okay. All right, well, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ralph, for having me. Thanks again to Yasmin Williams for joining me for this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Stay tuned, we got more coming. Talk to you soon. <laughs>